Well, are you guys ready for the Word of God today? You know, uh, in the Word of God, thank you, Sister Grace, appreciate it. In the Word of God, we'll find so much that will help us in life. And, um, you know, I just want you to, I just want to encourage you with this. You may have things going on in your life. Just lay that all, just make a decision to lay it all aside and allow God to speak to to you today. And so we're going to examine some things from the Word of God that I believe will help you. So are you guys ready to go? Oh, let me keep going. I said, are you ready to go? Yes. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4, please. Ephesians chapter 4. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read this verse of Scripture. And I, feeling, I want God to talk to us today. And uh, he can talk to you about a lot of things as we examine the Word of God. I know that um, one time I was in a, in a, in a church service and I was uh, um, dating this young lady and we were in church together and um, my pastor was preaching and as he was speaking um, and giving his sermon message, all of a sudden I was sitting in my chair and God said to me, the lady that you have your arm around is not the person that you're supposed to marry. Now, why did God choose to say that in church? (laughs) And so from that point on, from that point on, I'm having a conversation with God. I have no idea what my pastor said, but God spoke to me what was important in my life. Amen? And I believe that as we examine the Word of God, that God can speak to you about what's important in your life for right now, what you need in your life. So you guys got to get your faith out there and believe God with us, right? That, that he'll do that, right? Ephesians chapter 4, if you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. If you don't have a Bible and want to borrow one of ours, raise your hands and we'll get you a Bible. I forgot to say that. Ephesians chapter 4, anyone need a Bible? All right. You can look on your Bible your, or your device. I'm reading out of a New King James Version, and I want to start here at uh, verse number 11. And it says this, and it's talking about Jesus. And he, Jesus, himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, everyone say love, Love. may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth in the body for the edifying of itself in love. That is my text for this message today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of our text. And Father, I did say, Father, that you have the ability to speak to all of us today. And Father, by faith we believe that. And Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us in this message today. In Jesus' name, someone said amen. Amen. 
You know, this is a really powerful portion of Scripture talking about Jesus. And notice this, God gave Jesus as a gift to the world. The Bible says in John, right, the third chapter, for God so loved the world that he gave, right? And what did he give? He gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus, right? Right? And he gave it because he loved, and he gave a gift to all of humanity. Jesus is a gift for everyone. Jesus isn't just a gift for the church. Jesus is a gift for the entire world. Can I at least get an amen there, right? And now notice this. This gift called Jesus gives gifts. Right? And then Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit has nine gifts that he gives to us. And so God just gives the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> right? But I want you to notice here the gifts that Jesus gave here. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And so some would teach in certain denominations that the gift of apostles has been, and prophets have been done away with. Well, I would submit to you that they have not been done away with because they're gifts to the body of Christ. And the gifts to the body of Christ that are listed here, and I'm in that, uh, it says some uh, pastors and teachers, right? And so I'm a pastor. So whether you realize it or not, I am a gift in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> I'm exactly what you need in your life, right? And a gift has to be received. Amen? And I really want you to receive what God would have for you today. And uh, he gave gifts now, and then I want you to notice this. And what's the purpose of the gift? Verse 12. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. I want to talk to you today, and the title of my message is Working Together is Powerful. Turn to your, find someone near you, look them in the eye and say, Working Together is Really Powerful. It's powerful when we work together. Amen. You know what someone said fellowship is? Fellowship is four guys in a boat all paddling in the all paddling in the same direction right we're all in this boat together right we're all in this thing we're doing this thing called church and we need to do it together it's hard to do church by yourself amen it's hard to take up an offering from yourself <laughs> it's hard to worship by yourself sometimes sometimes you need someone else to help you worship in life right and so we're in this thing called church and we are working together. Notice this, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So I'm going to read this portion of scripture out of the New Living Translation, and I want you to notice this verse 1, New Living Bible, Ephesians 4 verse number 1. Um, it says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. 
Their responsibility is to equip, to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I like that. That's out of the New Living Translation. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Did you know that if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, you're God's people, right? You're the people of God, right? We are the people of God. And there's people of God in other churches this morning, but I'm talking about this church right here. We are the people of God, right? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And so my job as a pastor is to equip you, right? To give you the tools and the skills and the things that are necessary so that you can go to work. <laughs> Amen? So that you can go to work. And as you go to work, guess what takes place? The body starts to grow. Amen? You know, you and I have a physical body, right? And so when babies are born, how many know when babies are born, they got parts inside their body, right? And did you know that all those parts work together and then as you feed the baby milk, that baby will start to grow, right? Did you know the leg grows just like the arm grows? Now, I would look real funny if I had a baby's arm. <laughs> I would look like I would, it would be odd, right? No, my arm grew with me, and my legs grew with me, right? And my hair grew, but I lost some of it. <laughs> right? It grows, right? And they're all working together, right? Well, you know, as you and I feed on the Word of God and desire the sincere milk of the Word of God, and as we feed on God's Word, it causes growth to come to our lives, right? But also, too, the body, the arms, the legs, the lungs, they all work together. Everyone say they work together. There's power when we work together. There's power when there's unity. Amen? There's, did you know this? If, if we, got, we got some married people here in the room. It, there's power when you work together as a husband and wife. Amen? If you don't work together as a husband and wife, it, it cuts the power off in the marriage, right? And, so as a, and guess what? You know, husbands aren't like wives. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> husbands are not like wives, right? They are different. Everyone say different. But they're in the marriage, aren't they? And wives are not like what? Husbands. They're a different breed. <laughs> And you know what? And God made them different on purpose, right? And, but wait a minute, even though we're different, can we not work together? And if a husband and wife works together, you know, if you want a family, you can have a family, and then there's an increase. Amen? 
as we work together as the church, there can come an increase to the body. Amen? And, you know, two's better than one. Right? And so as we work together as a husband and wife, and in your marriage relationship, if, if you'll just work together, come on, guys. This is great, great marriage stuff right here. If we can work together, a husband and wife, can we accomplish a lot? You can accomplish a lot, amen? If we work together as a church, can you accomplish a lot? Right. And so my job as a pastor, according to this verse, is not to do everything myself. My job as a pastor is to equip you to go do some work. Amen? And then, how many of you know working for God is a great thing? It's powerful when we can work for God, right? And so, the purpose of this message is to identify some of these things to help us to get up and get running as a church, right? And so, serving is powerful, right? Yeah, going back to the New Living Translation, Ephesians 4, uh, verse 16, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen? A healthy body is a growing body. Amen? Amen? And so serving in the body of Christ is powerful. And um, my job is to equip you to get ready to serve God. Amen? And so we're going to examine some things that will help you. All right, go with me to Acts chapter number 6. Acts, the 6th chapter, please. Acts chapter number 6. I was uh, on... Um, the reason I'm doing this message is two weeks ago, we had prayer on Sunday morning before the church service, and I grabbed a seat, and I sat down, and as I started praying, God started speaking to me, and he said this to me. He says, you are lagging behind. And I go, is that right, God? You're not where you should be at. you got to get caught up. And I said, how am I lagging behind? And he gave me a number of things that uh, we can do to help us get up to speed so we can get where we're supposed to be at. Anyone interested in that? And one of the things he said was um, that... Um, he goes, you're lagging behind in prayer. Well, can you get caught up in prayer? Can you get ahead in prayer? That's where you want to be at. You know, Jesus was ahead in prayer, and Jesus said to Simon Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you. He's already saw into the future, and he's already prayed Peter past the point where the enemy just wanted to take him out. That's a good thing, right? We're not necessarily talking about prayer today, but that was one of the areas he said. One of the things he said was is that, um, you know, 
service is really important. And sometimes we don't always realize, oh man, service is so important that we serve one another. And so we're just addressing this. Not saying that you're not, but I'm saying it's really important. And sometimes you don't think that you, what you're doing is important. All right? Help me to say this, Lord. You know, sometimes as we're serving, we can have a bad attitude. Amen? You ever have a server at a restaurant come and wait on you that has a bad attitude? Are they serving? But you know what? They're stinking up the place. <laughs> Because their toot is bad. They got a bad attitude, right? Well, you know, the same thing can um, come into a church. You can have people serving with not the right heart or the, not with the right attitude. It's wonderful to serve in the kingdom of God, amen? Uh, one minister said that, uh, you know, when you go, sometimes if you ever work in a hospital setting, they get concerned about staff infections, right? Anyone ever heard of a staph infection, right? And, you know, you don't want to get a staph infection into your body, right? Well, sometimes the staff of the church can get infected. <laughs> and it can affect the body, right? And so we don't want to see that. So that's my introduction. Uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Now in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said, Is it not desirable that we should, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve the tables? Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom who we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And then it listed these guys that they had selected. Verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Then, notice verse 7, then the word of God spread. Everyone said spread. The word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, which is one of the guys listed up there, was full of faith and power and did great wonders and signs among the people. Now, people will teach because there's no apostles and prophets today, there's no miracles today, but according to this verse of Scripture, Stephen was a disciple, and he did wonders. Amen? So that tells me that the supernatural, miraculous power of God has not passed away today. Or you would have to take that scripture out of the Bible, right? So the first thing is serving leads to the word of God spreading. When we serve, the word of God is spread. Amen? And it's a good thing for the word of God to be spread. Verse 7, then the word of God spread and the number of disciples multi multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. That word disciple, when you look it up in Strong's Concordance, it means this, a disciple is a learner. Did you know when you sit and you listen uh, to the word of God or to listen to somebody, you can become a disciple, a disciple, a disciplined one, Right? A disciple is a learner, one who follows both the teaching and the teacher. 
That's a disciple, right? So if we're disciples of Christ, we follow Christ and we follow his teachings. That makes us a disciple, right? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? I'm doing my best to follow God here today, right? Follow Jesus, right? And so that makes us a disciple. And that's powerful because you and I, notice this, go with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10. We may come back to Acts. Uh, Matthew's Gospel, the 10th chapter, and you're going to really get excited about this. And Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, I want you to notice this is Jesus and he, his 12 apostles, right? Verse 1, and when Jesus had called his 12 what? what, what did, who did Jesus call? Uh, who did Jesus call? Anyone want to be called by Jesus? Anyone want to be called by Jesus, right? You want Jesus to call you, right? Notice this. He called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Someone say glory to God. Does it pay to be a disciple? When you're a disciple, guess what happens? If you'll just stick with there and become a disciplined person, eh, what do you mean by that? Just being disciplined, coming to church, and just being here listening to the word, sooner or later, there'll come a call to serve and a greater capacity than you've been serving. And then notice this, there's, was power was delegated. Amen? So as, as you and I serve, there's an opportunity for promotion. And there's an opportunity for you to be used of God in a greater capacity than you're being used of God right now. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Amen. It pays to serve, amen? It pays. So what did Jesus do? People, Jesus said, come follow me. So they followed Jesus. We're following Jesus. Jesus would go to this town. Jesus would go over here. We're just following Jesus, right? Then after a while of following Jesus, then Jesus said, stop. I need 12 of you, and I'm going to need you to become apostles. Amen. And they became the 12 apostles of the Lamb, right? And then after that, Jesus picked another 70 because we got to get the word out, right? And you see how it's growing. The word of God is spreading. The ministry is growing. Well, the same thing is true in the church today. You know, it, when you and I show up and we listen to the word and then, you know, we get asked to do something, and so serving is really very, very powerful. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you and I, and it leads to the word of God spreading. Did you know that Jesus could not go to every town and city all at the same time? And so he multiplied himself, didn't he? Right? Did you know that I can't be there all the time for everybody? right? I would wear myself out. God's brilliant, isn't he? 
Amen. So, if you're at home and you have a family, right, you got little bambinos, you got kids, right? You know what a good parent would do is teach them to start serving at a young age. Amen. Doesn't that help the entire family? You know? I don't know you about Tom, but isn't it great when Simon takes up the trash? <laughs> this is a wonderful thing. This is a great system. And then I figured out, oh, it's really good when they get old enough to mow the lawn. This is a great thing, right? And it helps the whole family out. You know, when you and I serve in, the lo- in our local church, it helps our whole body out. Amen? I said amen. I'm taking a real hard turn here. I was in a service, and it was with a very well-known minister who has passed away, and I will not mention his name. But probably a lot of us here in the room, at least 75% of us, would know who he was. And this guy came to our community to speak. And so I'm in this church service, and this minister is speaking, and all of a sudden, as he's speaking, this baby just starts screaming really loud, you know. And so I'm sitting there, and this is right behind me, not too far behind me, and I'm sitting and this kid just keeps screaming. It's so loud, you really, it's, you can't focus on what the, the speaker is saying. And so that went on for a little bit, and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, why doesn't this person leave with the baby or go someplace, you know, and get the kid calmed down? And finally, this guy spoke, and he goes, he just stops, and he goes, you know, if you've got children, there's a nursery here for them. <laughs> and, I, and he was really sharp about it. And, and I thought, oh, he is irritated. And I thought, oh, I feel sorry for that poor mom. <laughs> right? But the issue was, is, is that there was a lack of service in that service. Because the ushers, they had ushers there, but the ushers did not help in the situation because one of the ushers should have went over and said, ma'am, you know, we have a nursing mother's room. We've got a place, you know, if you could come with us, you know, there so that your child isn't disrupting the service. How many know that would have been important? Right? Makes all the difference in the world, right? So if we have notes on there, Joe, are you back there? All right, wave your hand, Joe. There's Joe back there. Give Joe a round of applause. We appreciate Joe, don't we? Take him out to lunch someday. <laughs> but he's running sound, right? But did you know it would be hard for me to be up here if he wasn't there? Right? And if I had to go back and adjust the sound, let me go adjust the sound, and I'll come back up here and speak, right? That would be very difficult for me to do. So that's why he's valuable, right? And he's faithful, right? And so when we have enough help, it's really powerful. So if you're in a marriage situation and, you know, your hubby, and you come home from work, and you take off your work clothes, you just throw them on a pile on the floor, how many know you are not helping your wife? Okay, wives, you missed a good spot to say amen. (laughs) Right? And so we start thinking about the other person, 
And so if I'm not there, then someone else has to do my part, right? And so we start thinking about other, and when we start thinking about other people, guess what? Love starts to flow. When we got married, my, I would irritate my wife because I would leave cabinet doors open. <laughs> Am I not right? I grab something out of the cabinet, I'm cooking, I just leave it open. <laughs> and she'd come and shut doors behind me. Right? And then if she made a cake, I'd cut it crooked. <laughs> and she would say, it looks like someone with mental problems is cutting the cake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not helping her at all. <laughs> And so I grow, and I have to learn how to serve my wife. And I serve her the way I'm still learning. <laughs> still learning to serve her the way that she wants to be served, right? And um, boy, it sure makes a difference when you have people opening the door and greeting you when you come in the door. Amen? It makes a difference when, you know... <clears throat> You got the right person in the classroom working with the kids. It makes a big difference, right? And so serving is powerful because it helps the word of God spread. In the children's department, they teach, Pastor Karen teaches the kids the word of God. You know, they're not in there playing video games. They're learning the word of God. And that, that's really powerful to get the word of God in a young kid's life because the world is coming after our kids today. So serving and finding a place to serve is really important. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, in verse number 3, out of New King James, it says this. Paul's writing, he said, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as the Lord has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For we have many members in one body. Now, Paul's talking about members of the body, right? Romans chapter 12, verse 4, For we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who ex exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So Paul's talking about members of the body of Christ. So my second point here is serving is powerful, but you have to find where you're supposed to serve at, right? So turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to find it out. And the only way you find it out is by jumping in someplace and starting, right? 
And wherever God's called you to serve at, then serve because it helps the body huge, right? Amen. There's a reason I don't lead worship. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll say, honey, do you know this song? And she goes, what, what song? And I'll start singing it. And she goes, I don't even recognize the tune. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, I could lead worship if we needed to, right? But it's great to have someone. I was, in a, I was in a church one time, and this girl, this lady, young lady, she's young, she's probably 19, 18, 19, and she wants to be on the worship team. And uh, so the pastor had to come up on Sunday morning and, and sing a solo for the offering. Oh, my goodness. Whole, I was going to say holy moly. <laughs> but you ever have, remember, old enough to remember chalkboards, right? And you ever take someone, take their fingers and go down the chalkboard? It was like that. It was painful. Oh, my goodness. Please do not ask her ever to do that again. And then she wanted, she had this fire. She wanted, I know the Bible says make a joyful noise. <laughs> she made a joyful noise. I mean, if with God, it's okay. But this is not her calling. Right? So the pastor let her do it again. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. You have to find where you're supposed to be at. Amen? And God said, members in the body, did you know that some people are called and anointed just to do nothing but make a lot of money? Wouldn't that be a great calling? Yeah. Right? That's a great calling, right? And their job is just to give money to help the work of God go forward, right? Some people are called to teach. Right? Some people, their gift is, man, they're sensitive to God. They know how to prophesy. See, we find out where... Yeah, sometimes people say, Pastor, I just know that there's more I'm supposed to do. Yeah, there is more, you're, there is more for you to do, but you've got to find that out, right? And the only way you find that out is by starting someplace, right? So I started in the church by cleaning bathrooms. <coughs> Pastor Mo had the tidy had the brush and the tidy bowl stuff, right? Squirt, squirt. Singing songs in the bathroom, right? Cleaning the mirror, you know. Wondering why people can't hit the toilet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Maybe we can edit that out somehow. <laughs> Why am I turning red here? You know. <laughs> and, uh, and I just started there. Then I went from there to being an usher. And, you know, being an usher, just receiving the offering, helping people. They have a ministry line, I want to pray for people, help people, stuff like that. But then one day I had to usher somebody out. And that wasn't fun, but that was what I was, there was a grace for, there to, for me to do it. So me and some other guys, there was a demon-possessed guy that was in the service, and he was causing problems, and 
we had to, I had to grab some guys and said, we have to remove this man from the service because he's disrupting the service. Well, was that a help for the body that day? And that man, after we left our service two weeks later, he was on the news because he was so demon-possessed and was on drugs and stuff like that that he almost beat his own grandmother to death. And he was a professional boxer. I thought, we ushered the demon out? Sometimes there were people that had devils in the synagogue, and Jesus was speaking, he had to cast the devil out. But you know what? I had authority as an usher. Amen. And I still have authority. <laughs> right? But um, we have different roles to play, but we have to find our, our place. Everyone say, my place. God has a place for everyone in ministry. And as we find our place, we eventually get in. You don't, you don't hardly ever start out in your ultimate place. You start out just where you're at, and then you grow into different things, right? And so that makes a big difference, right? And um, how do I want to say this? Is, is that we do things differently, but as we find our place, we're actually ministering love to the other members of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. You know, if someone was sick in the room, and I'll go and visit people that are sick, and I'll pray for them and stuff like that, but it's, man, I'm telling you, it's good when other people, man, so-and-so sick, you know, I, I went over and I checked on them, and I go, thank you. That, 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 that's a big help. I'll say it again, that's a big help, amen? And, but sometimes, you know, church can be very clicky. Anyone figure that out yet? Sometimes in church, we get in our little groups, our little cliques, and we just, you know, we like talking to our little group or whatever. Then somebody new comes in, and you don't even, you don't even acknowledge them. One time, Julie and I were visiting a church up north, north of here, north and west of here, and we were in a church, and it was our Sunday there. We were there visiting, and we were there, and um, I was, like, shocked. I thought, wow. We had our kids were young, and so we took our kids to the kids' church, and they had a basement in this church. And when you walked into the basement of the church, it looked like Herman Munster's cave. I'm looking for Eddie Munster to pop out. It was dark, and it was terrible. I'm like, this is the kids' area. It should have some light in it. It should be, I mean, how about putting some lights up and painting the walls and getting some fun stuff up? And then we were there, and then... I remember that no one even greeted us that day. And then I remember after the service was over, no one said, thank you for coming. And that left me with a really not so good impression of that church. And so there's no way I want to go to that church. If I was looking for a church, right? I want to go for a church like that where no one even talks to me. Are you getting this? I remember hearing the story that Adolf Hitler used to go to church. And was involved in a youth group at a church, and none of the youth had anything to do with them. I wonder if that would have made a difference. And then how 
his life turned out. These things are really powerful when you really think about it. We all have a part to play. Everyone say, I got a part to play. But you got to figure out your part, right? I remember we had a, a lady in our church years ago who was leading worship. We did have a worship leader. And she had some ability to lead worship. I mean, she could do it, but that wasn't really her calling in life, you know? And um, she made a decision to apply with a very large ministry as a worship leader's position. And um, I found out about it and um, called her in and talked to her. I said, why are you applying for this position? She goes, well, they need a worship leader. I said, um, that, that isn't your calling. She goes, what do you mean that isn't my calling? I said, you are doing worship for us and we appreciate that. And it, it's working, but that isn't your ultimate call. She goes, what do you think my ultimate call is? I said, children's ministry. And she goes, children's? I go, yeah. I say, when you're in the kids, you're like the Pied Piper. Those kids just fall in line and they follow you and they'll sit down and listen to you. And what you have to say, that's, that's really what I see as your ultimate calling in ministry. And she was offended and she said that um, I crushed her dreams. But I was just speaking the truth in love. And the Bible says we ought, to, ought not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought. There has to be a certain level of humility, you know. And, you know, I could dribble basketball all day long, but I'll never be LeBron James. <laughs> right? And I could, stand in a car, I could stand in a garage all day long, but that doesn't make me a car. Right? And so I was trying to get her into her place. And, well, you know what? She got, she got really upset, and she ended up leaving the church and went to the next church and then went to another church, and she just got out of her place. You know, when you get into your place, boy, I tell you what, I, when you're in your place, you just, you just want to stay right there. This is my place, right? Sort of like going to Hawaii. This is my place. <laughs> stay right here right just stay in your place just be faithful and stay in that place and then magnify your gift excel it to the fullest extent i was attending a, a large church when i was in bible school and they had an usher that would greet at the door and he was the best usher i've ever seen in my life best door greeter best usher and he would go man how you doing he'd learn your name he says hey joe how you doing and all this stuff and so we went to that church while we were in Bible school, and then we left. And then 10 years later, I come by, guess who's at the door? 10 years later, he's at the door, still greeting people, saying hi and stuff. And he said hi to me. He goes, oh, I remember you. And he's still there. And then uh, five years after that, I went back, and he's still there. He's just staying in his place, Amen. And what a tremendous blessing this man was. I mean, he made you feel like, he made every person feel like they were special. What a great door greeter. And he would usher as well. That made all the difference in the world. Amen? Just stay in your place. Amen? Are you guys getting this, right? And so as we serve together, as we work together, 
as we love one another, it causes the body to grow. Amen? And God can send people to our church. Amen? I didn't get very far, did I? 1 Corinthians 12, we've got to finish there, I think. 1 Corinthians 12. In uh, verse number 18, it says this. But now God has set members in, God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. Everyone say, as he's pleased. So, I'm set in the body as a pastor. And then my job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. So, we did a door-to-door outreach here a couple of weeks ago where we were taking door hangers and we were hanging them out on people's doors. You guys remember that, right? And we had some people that came out and helped us with that. And I'm doing this, and all of a sudden, and this was the day before God spoke to me about you're lagging behind in some things. I'm like, I feel like, God, we're working hard here. And what the Lord spoke to me, it hit me that why on earth did I organize this? I had the maps and the streets and stuff like that. And um, I said, God, forgive me. I said, um, I'm, I organized this, I headed this up and everything, and I'm wrong. I should have delegated this to someone else to head up. When we did uh, worship in the park, we gave Miss Grace, right? I said, tag, you're it. And I had very little to do with it, except, okay, a few things here and there and get the permits and stuff like that. And she, they put together the worship team and did a wonderful job of worship in the park, right? And then we did the parade earlier this year, right? And I tagged some people, so you, they said they, they volunteered, they wanted to work on it, they ran with it, and what a fun event that was. That was tremendous, right? And I go, why am I doing this? And then the very next day, God's talking to me about this, right? And so I have to play tag. <laughs> and I've got to get some people to do some things, and I need to just stay focused on prayer and studying the Word of God. Amen? And we need people to just step up and just do things, right? Now, we have some people here that can't do some things because of their physical health. They're limited at what you can do. But before now and the end of the year, I'd like to see God heal you so you can do some things. <laughs> Amen. You say, well, where's that in Scripture? Jesus came to, thank you, I'm glad you asked that question. Jesus came to Peter's mother-in-law, and she was sick with a fever. And Jesus rebuked the fever, and she rose up and ministered to them. She served. Amen? I'm sure she made a good meal for Jesus and the twelve. Cooking for all those people, I'm sure she was a great cook, right? But she ministered to them. And so I believe that God can heal people so that you can minister. That's my heart as a pastor. Amen? Just like to see everyone serving, ministering, doing their part. Amen? 
and it just works, and it helps us to grow. Are you guys getting this, right? My last scripture, I'm out of time here. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, are you there? In verse number 18, it says this, but God has set members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Nor again the head to the feet, I don't need you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Stop right there. Everyone in here has a big toe, I hope, right? You got two big toes, right, on your foot, right? Did you know that nobody ever sees them? And then they're shoved inside your shoe and stock or hoses or whatever. Your big toe is, right? And did you know inside your shoe it's stinky? Right? This is not a glamorous position right here, right? I'm in this boot, I'm in this shoe, and it stinks in here, and these people don't even trim me. <laughs> and then they take their sock off, and you got that little sock, I call it sock jam, you know, a little fuzz and stuff, you know. Why don't you take care of me? Remember the days when you used to Take fingernail polish and at least put some paint on me, ladies. How about putting some sandals on and let me have some sun every now and then? It's not glamorous, but did you know it's very difficult to walk without your big toe? The very gift or the very member that you think is least in the body, you don't even think about, you ignore, is the most important person in the body. The most important person at the elementary school is not the principal. The most important person is the janitor. <laughs> they have keys to every room. They keep the place clean. It's important. This is my big finish. I'm trying to finish here, right? Let's keep reading. Verse 20. Now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body we think are to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. Now, now I want you to notice this is but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. Uh, and there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. I want to say one for another. For if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has pointed these in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healings, helps, everyone say helps, helps. administrations, variety of tongues. Those are different gifts that God's placed in the body, right? And so as I'm closing, I want you to get this. Notice it said helps there. Everyone say helps. Helps is vital, 
helps covers anything else that needs to take place. Amen? Right? Sometimes you need people just to get early to church in the wintertime, and you need someone to shovel the walk. How many know it's a good thing to have the walk shoveled? And it's a good thing when the salt's down, right, and someone shoveled the walk, right? It's good, you know, I mean, here they got a snow plow. It's good when the snow plow guy comes in, right, or gal, and they plow the lot. That makes a big difference, right? And so it's important that we all find our role in the ministry of helps, amen? And you know what helps do? They help, amen? Helps do not hinder, <laughs> right? If you're in the, in the ministry of helps, don't hinder, help. Everyone say help. Just help out, you know. I'll close with this. I had a guy in my church one time, and he had been faithful. And um, he was a good guy and had a, his family and stuff. had come to the church, and he had been faithful. And um, he wrote a book, and I, he gave me his book, and I read his book, and his book was good. I thought, well, you know, he's good, a good writer. Book was good and everything. And he said that he had taught at other churches, led Bible studies and stuff like that. And so I needed someone to teach a class. And this class was going to be a marriage class, right? You can stand your feet. And this class was a marriage class. And um, I asked him, I said, could you teach this class for me? He goes, sure. And I said, I'd like for you to use this material right here, and I'd like for you to teach a class. He goes, I won't do it. I go, what do you mean I won't do it? He goes, I'm not using that material. I go, How come, what's wrong with the material? He goes, I want to use my own material. I said, I don't know the material. I don't know the, the author of the book. I know that this material is solid and I need help, and I need someone to teach this class. He goes, I'm not doing it. I said, how can I? He goes, I want to use my own material. I said, I said, I thought you said you were interested in helping me. He goes, I am interested in helping you. And I said, you're not helping me. He goes, what do you mean you're not helping me, uh, that I'm not helping you? And I said to him, if you're going to help me, I need you just to use the material that I want you to use. He goes, no. Nope. He goes, if I don't use my material I'm not going to help and I said then I can't have you do the class how many of you know if I need help I need you to help me the way that I need help <laughs> right right and he, he got really upset at me Oh, man, he was really, really hacked off at me. So he took his family and he left. And then he went to the next church. And he got in there, and the same thing repeated. And he took his family, got mad, and he went to the next church. How I many you know he's not growing? And he's not helping the church. And he's not helping his family. Amen? Why did you say all that? Perhaps it could be that our wives could be saying something to us men that could help us, and we're push, pitching a fed, and it's not causing growth in our marriage. Or could it be that our husbands are trying to help us, help the wives out and lead the family, but you're not cooperating with their leadership. It could go both ways. And we wonder why the marriage isn't growing. And sometimes the very same thing could just happen in a church. Sometimes 
you know, the pastor's trying to help, and people are saying, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Amen? I'm saying as your pastor, it just helps if you can just find a spot where you can just serve and help us out, and that's a big help to us. And if you can serve with a good heart. Amen? Amen? Just serve with the right heart. And it'll help us to grow. So, that's one area that if we can work on this, it'll help us to get caught up and get where we should be at. Amen? Amen. Because we have things that we need help with, like Joe's over here, and then he's by the, behind the camera back there, and it's good to just have someone run the camera and him run sound. That helps, amen? Helps when we got enough teachers in the children's department, right? It helps, right? Praise God. You guys got it, right? Yep. All right. Pastor's not mad at you. We love you. Just helping a brother grow. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, just thank you for this service today. And Father, we just ask you to, there's times, Father, sometimes when our attitude just stinks, our heart isn't right, or sometimes we just have the attitude, oh, someone else would do it, just forgive us of that attitude. Help us to step into the place that you would have all of us to step into. Help us to get to that place, Father. In our hearts, we're willing to serve and and we'll serve you and your kingdom well. In Jesus' name, amen. As sure as I'm standing here, there's an evangelist here in the room and you don't even know you're an evangelist. That's what I heard in my spirit. There's an evangelist in the room and you don't even know, they don't even know, they're not even aware that that's what God's called them to do. Wow. Amen a tremendous thing amen to go do the work of an evangelist that's a tremendous thing it's a great honor great ministry how do i get there start someplace and you'll get there amen we love you that's enough i'm over time god bless you have a wonderful day okay